recognize real, gon' recognize real, gon' recognize real, real. Phony gon' recognize still, still. I reckon I will. Like we always do with this time. Radio on WMMG, home of the number one black conservative radio broadcast in the southeastern United States. You're on live with Ellard L. Thomas of the L Experience, filling in for the great Pudgy Miller. Pudgy, if you're listening, big shout out to you and yours and everyone else connected to the KRP radio show family. Tonight, we're going to have Charlotte, the queen of couponing and the owner of StretchingYourBudget.com. Who's going to give us some great cost-cutting tips that will help increase our financial standing? Saving money is always good, as you already know, especially in this particular state of the economy we are. Also, 
we have some open discussions about tonight's topic, which is, is the news media really beneficial anymore? I know some may say that today's news media is relevant, and others may say it's biased and has no benefit at all. However, the most important voice on this radio program is yours, so call in with your thoughts at 619-638-8559. Well, I have the opportunity to see something very, very hard dampering, if you will. Actually, what I just say, it actually gave me a lot of joy. I've seen this video of a child who had cerebral palsy running with other classmates, and the other classmates were just cheering them on. And I'm thinking to myself, like, wow, what a winning attitude to have. There are so many individuals here in the United States who are actually healthy, who would not even attempt to do great things. And it's unfortunate that we're also reminded that individual, especially this particular child, is shown as the way to actually have courage to beat the odds that we are faced with. I think this is an outstanding depiction of what great is. Now, talking about is news media relevant anymore, we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Again, I know you out there have your own idea whether um, the media the news media is actually worthwhile of listening to or even watching, but I'm actually interested to see what's going to happen today on this particular program. Um, again, there are so many individuals out here who don't understand or they're not even educating themselves about what's going on in society. So what we're going to do right now, put your hold for one moment real briefly, and then afterwards you're going to have Charlotte and myself talking about how you can stretch your dollars. So be with me. Hold on one moment, and we'll get it going. For all your trucking needs, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC. That's Allen's Trucking LLC, owner Brian Allen and BA Welding Incorporated. For all your trucking or your welding needs or transportation needs across the country, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC out of Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Their number is 919-426-5455. Again, 919-426-5455. If you have transportation needs and you need to get your equipment there on time, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC. Sixty thousand North Carolina families are affected by autism. One out of every one hundred ten children born today will be diagnosed with autism. If you have any questions or need support, we can help. The Autism Society of North Carolina can be reached at eight hundred four four two two seven six two. Again, that's eight hundred four four two. Remember, 60,000 North Carolina families are affected by autism, and one out of every 110 children born will be diagnosed with autism as well. If you need to reach them by the web, the address is www.autismsociety-nc.org. You can also reach them on Facebook, Twitter, and you can reach them on YouTube. Love somebody today.
back, everyone. Hope all is well with everyone. I hope that you're just having a very good Sunday. There is so much turmoil that's going on in the world right now, and so many individuals have come to my that have come to mind that there's so many individuals who are just looking for ways to be better and greater during this particular time. I I was watching this video. And I'm a very big proponent of watching videos. I know the news only gives sometimes a slighted view of how things really are, but there's something that just baffled me. Um, there's a video of a child who actually committed suicide. And this child was 12 years old, 12 years old. And a week before this particular story, a seven-year-old was found hanged from his bunk bed. What is going on in society? There is a um, there's there's something going on where there's a bullying is taking place and it's having these kids pushing themselves to the edge of committing suicide. It's sad to say that some kids, even at this particular age, don't even know what death really is. But could you imagine how much pain that one has to go through to come to the idea of committing suicide? I mean, this is very disgraceful. I was just thinking about my baby brother that I raised, and when he was in school, there was a particular bullying situation in which I'm from the old school. I'm one of those individuals that said, you know what, you will get in trouble if you provoke a fight. However, if you're protecting yourself, then you know what, we will have an understanding. However, what today's society, what is happening to our children, everyone, what is going on? I mean, I watched this show and my heart just sank to the bottom of my stomach, and I was just thinking, like, is this, is this what it has come to? Have we come to this particular place in our lives? I mean, is it that for themselves that we forget and oversee the children, the children's pain? This particular young kid was four foot nine and he was being bullied because of A, supposedly his size, as well as he was getting taunted by his father being dead. And I'm just thinking to myself like, wow, what a loss, what a waste of life. What is going on? Society, in my opinion, is not doing a very good job of, after certain things like this happen, featuring ways that we can actually deal with dealing with our children who's facing these particular issues in their lives. I mean, as adults, we learn oftentimes how to deal with society or issues that we face, but what about the children? What are we implementing to making sure that the kids are being taken care of? I could get on the soapbox all night, but... Think, think about that for a moment. What are we doing right now to empower our youth that there are other options aside from committing suicide or taking your own life? Think about the balance of a mindset of a child who's decided that, you know what, it's hard for me to end it. I can't handle this in, anymore. Then, you know, you might remember in the Columbine years ago, kids were getting bullied, shot up a high school, and had, had taken many lives. People, right now, it's obvious that our youth, individuals, whatever age range they're in, are hurting right now. So I'm just a little bothered right now in my spirit. So you got to please forgive me if I if I am not coming through as smooth and eloquently as you would like. But anyhow, what I'm going to do is go ahead and get ready to bring on our caller right now, I believe it's Charlotte, and she's going to go ahead and talk to us about how we can go ahead and start saving some money. Because I believe everyone needs money. Hello? Ms. Charlotte? Well, it looks like we actually had lost Charlotte. 
So what I'm going to do is try to get her back on right now. Sixty thousand North Carolina families are affected by autism. One out of every one hundred ten children born today will be diagnosed with autism. If you have any questions or need support, we can help. The Autism Society of North Carolina can be reached at 800-442-2762. Again, that's 800-442-2762. Remember, 60,000 North Carolina families are affected by autism, and one out of every 110 children born will be diagnosed with autism as well. If you need to reach them by the web, the address is www.autismsociety-nc.org. You can also reach him on Facebook, Twitter, and you can reach him on YouTube. All right, looks like we're having a couple of technical difficulties. Um, Caller, are you there? Charlotte? I'm not sure what's going on, but we're going to go ahead and get this situation fixed, everyone, so please bear with me. My apologies.
Welcome back, everyone. Hope you enjoyed the song. That song was really timely. Who I have on the phone with me right now is no other than our very own Pudgy Miller. Pudgy, are you there? Pudgy? Hello. Hey, Pudgy, how you doing, sir? Hey, hey, what's up, man? How's it going? Man, it's going well. Just had a few technical difficulties. I just want to make sure that our listeners getting the type of information that they should get rather than having these problems. But you know what? Small things to a giant, sir. <laughs> shout out to everybody out there listening to the show, man. Ella holding it down. Definitely give a BRG shout out to you, Ella. I don't know, man. Maybe it was, um, we don't have a radio feed anymore, so uh, it, it could have been anything, man. But, you know, nonetheless, y'all heard you back on the air. It sounded loud and clear. It sounds real clear. It sounds real good now. How's your evening, bro? It's going well. It's going well. Is there a quick question for you, real quick, Pudgy? I know you're in your travels, and I am. You took the time out to call in during your in between stages. Quick question. Yeah, go ahead. Go for it. There is a there was a child that was found dead. He hanged himself because he was being bullied at school. Now he was 12 years old, Pudgy. What has our wow. society come to where a child? has decided in its finite mind that, you know what, I have had enough, there is no other alternative, and therefore I am going to take myself out. Um, what is, wow, that, what, that's, that's huge, Ellen. I, I, and I hope I'm not breaking up, man. I got, I got bad bars here on the phone, but that, that's huge to me because I think, I think in one part, um, when it comes to bullying, I, I think, that stuff should be addressed at home. You know, I think the confidence of your child comes from the parent. And, and the reason I say that is because as, as a parent, you you should know and understand what type of child that you have. Like, you should know if you have a child who's very nonchalant. You should know if you have a child who is who's very passive or if you have a child who's very aggressive. And And as a parent, you have to address what you see. You have to address what you know is inevitable. You know, if you have a kid who seems to be very passive, chances are that he's going to be a bit of a pushover. So if you don't talk to that child and and, and maybe make them understand that, you know, hey, it's okay to love everybody, it's okay to be nice, but you also have to stand your ground and and don't let, you know, uh, people's opinions bother you to the fact of you can't stand the skin that you live in or, you know, you can't stand yourself or you can't stand to look at yourself. So, you know, personally, and I say that raising five kids currently, you have to understand the children that you have, and you also have to make them understand that, hey, everybody outside is not your friend, everybody's not good, all comments won't be nice, and, you know, you, you're going to have to live with that because that's reality. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but, you know, the, the topic of the show, because which I had the chance to study for quite some time, is this. Yeah. Is the news media really beneficial anymore? And I'm thinking about the story is that why I feel like media fails in this particular issue is that, yes, it is reporting what has happened, but yet it's not reporting, in my opinion, how to prevent certain things like this from happening. Like where are the news sources that says, you know what, this is the particular situation that we're having, but what are the news feature stories that says this is how we can go ahead and uh, engage in prevention? You can see, remember a few years ago in Columbine where the – High school kids shot up the high school because of the same situation. It wasn't 12 years, but these are actual young adolescent teens who said, you know what, I've had enough. And rather than commit suicide, they entered into a homicidal state. What are your thoughts about that? Well, I mean, 
that's extreme. And, and, and everything that we have, that, yeah, excuse me, and everything that we have, there's extremism. And, and you know, you can't, you don't know how kids are going to respond to things, man. So if you don't talk this stuff over with your children, if you don't address this stuff over with these kids, they're going to react to what they think as a child is rational. And and children don't think very rational <laughs> at, at many times. You know, they may look at a video game and feel like, okay, this is what I should do. Here's how I should react. I should just take a gun, go back and kill everybody who doesn't agree with me because this is what they do on a video game. Anybody you don't like or you view as the enemy, we're going to take a gun and we're going to attack that person. Or they may see something on TV or, or like you say, in the media, they may see something online and feel like, hey, because I haven't been trained and I haven't been taught and told the way that I should go, here's what you're going to do. And that may not be rational. That may not be common sense. That may not be the thing that you should do. So, you know, I, despite the media, and the media failed this very badly, by the way, but despite the media's failures, I, I, I just happen to think the failures start in the home, man, personally. I, I do. You know what? I would agree to you to, the, uh, with, to an extent, Pudgy. I actually ran into a few individuals that, okay, let me back up a little bit. Let me retract just a brief moment. You can raise a child in a household for several hours a day. You can instill in them whatever information that you just going to help them make that individual that they're going to become, right? You can say, you yeah. know what, you're going to be courageous, you're going to be able to face these particular odds. But think about it, how many hours a day is the parents really with their children? And then how much how much time they already spent in their environment that's helping to condition their mindset when they're just trying to fit in or find a, I've learned as human beings, oftentimes we're very clickish starting at, a, at the development stages of our lives. We want, we want mm-hmm. to be approved. We want to be able to become a, a part in life of, of individuals. But at this point, the majority is not here in this, I'm getting into it a little bit deeper. What is media helping to do besides relaying the information? I guess that's what it's supposed to do, but yet they don't combat that same information with a how-to process. Hello, I'm I'm losing you there. I'm sorry, man. I'm I'm driving, brother. Sorry about that. I understand, sir. Did you hear me, sir? I I, I didn't hear your last couple sentences, man. I'm sorry, I didn't. Oh no, problem. You know what? You're in traffic area again. You know we're having technical issues, and you weren't even supposed to be calling in. But while I had you on the phone, I just figured I just maximize this opportunity to find out the great mind of Pudgy Miller of how can media, in your opinion help come back to the situation of this phenomenon that's taking place amongst the youth of committing suicide? Well, you know, first off, the media is in a junk business. The media isn't isn't very healthy for uh, our individual lives anyway. The media should be reporting the news and, and stick to reporting the news instead of trying to report, uh, trying to sway stories. You know, the media, have a, they have a way of, of swaying stories and, and making you believe that, you know, the world is just evil. The total world is evil. Everything going around you, everything that's going on around you is this way, the way that they paint it. And they do that by showing back-to-back stories of of similar stories from, you know, Omaha, similar stories from Russia. And then they put all this stuff together in a nice little reel, and it makes you think, Dag, every time I watch TV, this is happening, that's happening, that's happening. That's the only thing going on in the world. 
So, so far as combating it, uh, you know, the media, they don't get paid for positive news. <laughs> you know, no one really wants to watch positive news anymore. The media makes a living off, off shock news and, and, you know, scaring the, the, the heck out of people, man. So that's what the media does, and that's what they're going to stick to. Um, and, you know, in large part, they're very responsible for the way that consumers react. They're, they're very responsible for the way that families react and, and individuals react, but they'll never be blamed for it because they're only doing what they call reporting the people's news. And, you know, it, it's a sad day, man, that the media won't be more responsible than they are uh, or, or they won't raise their level of integrity. But, you know, that, that that's what the media does. And so far as fixing the situation, I, I don't know what the media could do to combat the situations. I don't know what they could do to, to actually fix what's going on in our households, but I know that they're in the junk business, and, uh, you know, that's why I always say that it, it goes down to the people that raise you. And, and, and I did hear a part of what you said about um, clicking, you know, like, like the way kids click and, you know, they're not home very often. You know, all mm-hmm. that's very true, man, all, all that's very true. But what I found that there's nobody more impressionable on a, on a youth I mean, this has got to start at an early age. At an older age, there's not very much you can do because it, it, there's a lot going on, but you still can't give up. I mean, you can still help that child, but I think the major impact has to happen as a small, you know, a child at a small age. I think that's where the major impact will take place. And if you're not raising that child, and I know it may take every single minute of the day, but if you're not raising that child from a, from a small youth up, you know, you're in trouble, man. You, you, you got hell on your hands. Hmm. Everyone, you listen to KRP Radio Show, 619-638-8559. Please call in with your insights on this and how, whether or not media is even beneficial anymore. You have, you're on the phone with Elder L. Thomas and Pudgy Miller at this particular time discussing a particular situation that's happened, or should I say a phenomenon of a child being found dead who has committed suicide because he's been bullied at school. I know this is may not seem like as if it's parallel to the topic, but however it is, because, Pudgy, one thing I've learned being a writer coming up is that media still should have a, some certain level of social responsibility when it's reporting news. Now, there's an the evolution of media. Back in the days, it was traditionally news media consisted of newspapers and television where audience received info that was being broadcasted, and it was only that information. When there was a war going on, guess what? It was only war information that was reported. Thankfully, or I can't say thankfully, because now that you have more avenues of information, um, I think it's great that you can tell the information that you get now. However, in my opinion, it's still biased to some degree. <coughs> so my, my question to you is, is the news media really beneficial anymore as of today? I, I, you know, I, I love that topic, man, and um, you know, I, I don't know how well we did it advertising the show or really putting it out there. There's so much going on, and the whole staff is spread out across the country this week. But, you know, I, I love the topic because we benefit so much from uh, social networking today, and and you know, just the internet period, and all these different sites that we go on, and and all the different things that we have where we can connect with people. I mean, I mean, just going on a different different tone for a minute, just think 20 years ago, you know, when you, if you were walking down the street and, and maybe with a group of friends and you say, you know what, I think I'm going to talk to you. I, I, I think next year 
or in 10 years, I want to have the ability to talk to somebody from Japan, or I want to have the ability to talk to somebody from Russia or, or talk to somebody from Russia and Japan at the same time, and, and we can talk about a story that's on a computer. You know, people would have thought you were absolutely out of your mind. They would have called you nuts and probably tried to commit you somewhere into an insane asylum somewhere and, and throw away the key because <laughs> they definitely would have thought you were nuts. But, I mean, we're in a time now where we can actually do that. I mean, where you can actually walk down the street and you can take out your phone and, and you can open your phone and actually see something that's going on in the streets of Jerusalem or, or something that's going on in the streets of Russia from here in the United States. So, you know, we've taken a major turn when it comes to media or social networking or, or Internet at all, and you know, as a whole. But, you know, the responsibility of just that is, is to become. You know, we don't know who's going to take major responsibilities in this as, as life goes on and, and things get worse or maybe things will get better, which I really doubt if we stay in the business of junk news. But, you know, we don't know who's going to take a stand on this and say, you know what, we need to get out of the business of junk news. We need to really take a stand and start reporting more positive news or start stop changing stories, you know, thinking on the Trayvon Martin thing, stop changing stories that impact people's lives and, and that actually kill people. So, um, you know, I, I don't know where we're going to go with this. I, I don't know what's going to change or, you know, how's it going to be better. But beneficial, just talking about the things that I just named just now, Beneficial, it's definitely beneficial today, uh, more on the social side of networking or, or Internet, period. But media solely, just talking about the news, I don't think the news is actually as beneficial as it once was. I think it's probably hurting the society more than it's helping society. And, and you know, maybe there needs to be, be some parameters put on uh, the way that things can be reported. Now, I'm, I'm not one for... Uh, uh, restricting anybody, you know, I, I'm definitely an individualist and I'm, I'm definitely a constitutionalist, so I'm not one of those guys that feel like there needs to be a mandate of this, that, and the other, but maybe the media, media outlets, the major media outlets can come together and, and maybe, uh, I don't know, impose some sort of some sort of uh, integrity law or, or something. I don't know if they have it already, but, you know, maybe the news, you know, major news outlets can get together and come up with you know, an integrity treaty or something like that. that. That's what I would love to see them take responsibility themselves. You know, that's a pretty powerful comment you just made, Pudgy. In my research, I realized there's four points of purpose that the news media has. You ready for these? Oh, yeah, I'd love to hear this. First and foremost, broadcast info in different mediums. They want to make sure that, you know, get the news wherever you can get it, right? Um, mm -hmm. Second, gain larger audiences through web, print, and television. As you know, years ago, the format of getting your news across was what? Through the radio and through television. Television was the most mind-controlling um, entity, or excuse me, yeah, the entity that you had at that particular time, right? Mm -hmm. Three, satisfy different audiences' uses and gratification of surveillance. Four, do all the above, and guess what? What's that? This is a, this is real key that a lot of the news mediums are holding on to. Make a profit. Unfortunately, <laughs> a, <laughs> I mean, think about it. Nobody's in business to go out of business. No one. You don't go into business like, you know what, I'm going to go into business in maybe 30 days. I'm planning, you don't plan an exit strategy in that amount of time, right? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, you're a businessman, Pudgy. You didn't you didn't you didn't come to go to work like you know what? How can I get, put my company out of business? <laughs> not, not at all. Not at so, all. So, I mean, really, in the business, in, in, when you first get into business, you, one level of understanding is to know that you're not going to make a profit in the first five years, or even even probably even worse today. And you know, a lot of people don't even make it past that hump. So. Yeah, I, I, I'm definitely not in the, in the uh, business of putting myself out of business. <laughs> well, neither, and that's the thing, right? If shock factor or junk news is what you or what you eloquently said is the type of business that some of these things you should get out, get out of, but yet it's, it's making them so much money, it's as if they don't have a reason to be socially responsible for anything they put out there. I mean, now you have these um, particular venues on television, you know, some report news a little falsely than others. Some of it is inter- based on interpretation of the viewer. I mean, it leaves so many loopholes as to, okay, am I really getting the information I need to make a conscious decision as to what I need to do regarding this issue that's being presented to me? A lot of times you feel like you are because it's the news alone. And, and generally speaking, they all report the news the same. They all report generally the same story, but many of the times the news are, the news is reported is not actually what happens. You know, they leave out a large piece uh, that should that that would help you make an informed decision, or, or they leave out pieces of the puzzle that that would uh, make you feel differently about the story. So they want to sway you towards their next story if you will. So, you know, a, a lot of the times, this, this is the business that news is in, not even a lot of the times, but general. That's what pissed me off about the news media today is because they like to paint the picture for the better of their next story. They're not going to give you the whole story for what it is, and, you know, all the news that they know happened. They're going to leave out pieces and portions and make it a little more interesting than what it should be. You know, a lot of times the news is, is pretty plain and simple. I mean, it's it's just simple. You know, plain and simple is not much to the story, but, you know, they they do their thing and they finagle a little bit and they leave a topic out, and this is my favorite. You know, they go get the interview from the person who's on the scene who has no clue about what's going on, and, and you know, they get the interview from that person. And just that comment, those comments alone will sway people and make them think that, you know, the story is differently than, than what it actually is. So, you know, this is the news today, man, and that's why I call it junk media. Yes. So, which, so I don't want to say this term too loosely because I heard it. I was in, I was sitting down with an individual who feels that who feels like they're they're highly esteemed because they have they hold certain degrees, and they said the majority of Americans are simpletons. How do you feel about that? <laughs> and the reason why he the reason why he said that is because the majority of Americans, although they may perceive media being biased never do the research to make a conscious decision themselves. So, therefore, they will allow themselves to be swayed one way or the, or the other based on the majority's rule. And it goes back to what I feel the Pareto principle, the 80-20, right? 20 is the yeah. people are going to be like, you know what, I need to digest, I need to research this because of the biases that's in the news media. Others are like, you know what, ah, that takes too much effort. Whatever they say has to be correct. Well, you know, I, I hate to admit it, and, and I won't say the majority of Americans are simpletons. I won't call people stupid. I'm definitely not saying that. Um, I think America, though, 
in the in the state that we're in now, and at the time that we're in right now, I think Americans are, are Americans are used to uh, the microwave society. They're used to getting things at a convenience. So, and, and that's just what everybody's into now. Um, what's convenient? So, if it's convenient just to go on the on the on a computer or maybe on Twitter, you know. And I've actually said this on my Twitter before too. Shout out to all my Twitter followers out there, man. At NC Pudgy, that's me. But um, I've actually said this on Twitter. You know, Twitter has now become the official news source for lazy people. Facebook has now become the official news source for lazy people. And the reason I say that is because America is just lazy in general. We don't we don't study as hard as most nations. We don't work as hard as most nations. So naturally, if we don't do those things as hard as most nations when it comes to getting the news, we're going to take what we can get the quickest, and, and that's what we do. So, uh, you know, when that happens, we don't get all the facts. You know, we get what we can get really quick, and then we make an informed decision on it, and, and that's it. You know, we're going to stand our ground. We're going to stand on our ground. That that's true, you know. Until we get proven wrong, and, and a lot of the times the information we have is wrong, so our whole premise is wrong to start with. Mm, that's a very powerful statement because you're absolutely right. A, a good friend of mine told me one person's perception is the reality. So let's say, for yeah. example, this is why I have a big debate when it comes to religion and how news even deal with religion. Um, is that they will always position one or the other based upon what may have taken place in society as itself. All of a sudden, there's issues with Muslims, then there's the Mormonisms, then, you know, then the Christians have a bad rap. Um, some people, some, uh, one medium quoted Gandhi that said, Gandhi said, I will be Christian if it wasn't for Christians, and media takes this and just blows it, in my opinion, out of proportion rather than letting the audiences get the information that led to that particular situation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's the way I feel is this: It's like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna answer this question. Did you answer? I'm gonna answer this question. Is the news media really beneficial anymore? I'm gonna say to an extent, mm-hmm. based upon the audience's desire of information that they want. Let's say, for example, if I want nothing but horrible news reported to me, guess what? Now it's beneficial because guess I'm, each day I won't be given that shock news. But if I'm an individual who has who would like to see some positive things happen in the community, there's going to be something out there, but yet it's not going to be advantageous to me that's going to help me do what I need to do. Because why the weight is given to, the weight of the ratings is given to the quote unquote shock factor news rather so than the positive what's going on in the community. And that's unfortunate because for some reason when the, when national disasters happen, mm-hmm. people people will unite. The media will come together and say, you know what, look at America standing up for what's right. When 9-11 took place, I've never seen a unified party at one given time. But yet, as time started to go on, it seems as if we forgot that unity, and most people forget that, you know what, why does it have to be something so disastrous to take place for we to become united? I, feel, I personally feel that media should have a say, say, you guys, when things are going chaotic, let us remember the time that we united as one. Let us remember the time that each American decided that, you know what, I'm going to take a stand and do what's right for the other American. At that particular moment, it did not matter what color you were. It did not matter what your ethnic race was. At that particular time, even though some of it was a little negative because of they started to target a particular religion, uh, religion however, but at that particular moment, I've never seen such a unified stance. And I think media, in my opinion, should go back to 
reminded America that we don't have to be in disastrous times to become a united people. Well, I, I, I agree with that, man. But you know what? They Like you said earlier, they don't make money doing that. And, and you know, the whole 9-11 thing and, and, you know, the media reported this and they reported that and, you know, they were saying how people were together and, you know, people claimed that they were together and this and that. Man, I, man we're just emotional. <laughs> That's all it is. It's, you know, with, with all due respect to 9-11, and, and I'm definitely not trying to downscale the impact that 9-11 had on our society, but what I'm saying is that event, that tragic, horrific event that should have never happened, by the way, in this country, that right. event not only made people emotional, but it, it, it changed folks' lives. You know what I mean? It changed people's lives for the remainder of their lives, and, and they'll never go back to who they were. Now, that's a very small amount of people, and only because we're emotional. We're emotional to the point where every time we see a scene from 9-11, some people cry. Some people do this. They react a certain way. But what it didn't change was your heart. It didn't change the heart of a lot of people. So whether they get emotional for, for that small time period while they're watching whatever show or while they're thinking about whatever happened, just like a death in your family, they may be emotional at that point. But tomorrow they're going to go back to the same people that they were, doing the same things that they do. So changing the heart is definitely a harder process. And it takes more than just the 9-11 to change your heart, and the news will never change their heart, man. The news, the news is not going to ever change their heart. They're all about money, and, and this is what they do. Wow. Everyone, you listen to KRP Radio. So, oh, yeah, Eller L. Thomas and Pudgy Miller on the phone right now, 619-638-8559. We'd love your opinion as to is the news media really beneficial anymore. Pudgy, going back to what you were saying, you are talking about as an emotional people, you know what? As I think back, you're right. This is the problem I have, though. If you look historically at times where individuals, all they got was, I'm a big fan of Spartacus, and I think it's because it depicts the Roman society. I'm sorry, I just, I just love that show. A lot of people say Ellert is too gory, but hey, that's I like medieval times. I just like that setting, right? Yeah, that's my show too, man. I love that. I love the study of the medieval times, man, to show you where we are today, whether people believe it or not. Exactly, exactly, and that's what I'm getting to, Pudgy. Remember the um, the Colosseum where all the glory happened, and people were excited, and it seems as if once once they actually started to get used to this particular site. They needed something that's going to be more of a shock value and more of a shock value. That's why the inundation of all these particular features of children dying and people getting shot is now coming to say, you know what, it's to be expected and accepted rather than for it to be reflected. And it just bothers me. It's very prejudiced in people thinking that we are getting to the point where we have no society for being um, admirable individual, individuals. That's just my opinion. Just it's, it's just unfortunate. Yeah, that was um. So do you say that? You know, the whole Coliseum thing. That the Coliseum is what what we. You know, people look at that as being. You know, uh, that that society was just horrible, and, and it was. I mean, I'm not saying Caesar did anything right, but you know, it, the whole Coliseum is is now the WWF. It's now the movie theater. Is now the gory uh, uh, rated R movies. Is now the the NBA. Is now the NFL. It was entertainment in its rarest, livest form, and people paid for that. Let me tell you, they paid for it. They loved it. 
and they came every time there was a game. You know, people live for the games, and that's what we do today. And it only got that way because media, people went out and they talked about it. You know, they scribed about it. They sent people near and far with scribes and say, hey, we're having games sponsored by this person, sponsored by that person, and uh, we're going to give you some free tickets. <laughs> so come on out and check it out. By the way, ten men will get killed. We're going to be ahead all these criminals. So come out and watch these live execution and enjoy the games at the same time. That's what we do today, man. The news brings up a story. Live at live at six, we got the story of a fire that killed X amount of people. And there you go with these emotions. It's going to hit you, you know, right in your heart. And you're like, oh my God, these people died. I got to see what happened. I can't believe this. This happened. And then they're going to show you another story that's going to pique your interest. They're going to show you just enough, like a movie trailer does, just enough to get your attention so you can make sure that you call, that you watch that show or, or that news at six. And then they're going to show you another story that piques, you know, maybe your interest or, or another group of people's interest. And they're going to bring you all together to show you the most glorious bullcrap or junk news that they can put together just to bring you back to watch the news one more time so you can go to work, talk about it, and then come back again and watch it all over again. They're selling their sales to you. They're selling the Coliseum just like Caesar did, just like they did in the Roman Republic. You know, America is a republic, man. We ain't, we ain't much different. You're right. Um, one thing one thing I was thinking about, Pudgy, and I know that you are short for time as this, my good man, is first and foremost, I'd like to say I appreciate you for all that you've done for the community, which you're your lobbying, you're being active in society in general. I know there's some people who agree with you, some people disagree with you, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's what makes that's what makes individuals great, right? Yes, sir. But but to to the news media defense though, because sometimes I have to play advocate, I have to play advocate, fuzzy. They, I believe in the power of the pen, right? I believe in it. I as a writer, I can say I can paint. The greatest thing about a person, I can use their attributes, I can depict them as being infallible, right? Right. But in the next moment, based upon what that individual does, I can destroy them with that same pen. And I think that's what media does. It will either, A, help feature those individuals. Remember, there are going to be positive figures in society, and then at the same time, have the power to destroy them as well, based upon what our appetite is at the time. So let's say, for example, Pudgy Miller, let's take you for example. Yes, Pudgy Miller is doing this. He's lobbying. He's want to make sure that everyone has equal rights. He's a constitutionalist. He's doing everything. They can feature that story, but yet, at the same time, if you have done one thing in their mind which is incorrect, all of a sudden they're libeling you as incompetent. They're libeling you as an ineffective leader. So now what just happened? For some reason, I don't understand this, people will have a tendency to migrate to that type of information rather than the other information that helps you become this positive figure. That's true. I'm, I'm so, all for that. Were you asking me a question behind that? Yeah, so, so, uh, so when you think about the news media in that sense, let's, let's be an advocate for at this particular moment. What good ways do you see that the news media is positively impacting society? Uh, it definitely has its positives. I mean, you know, there, there's a lot of information that people would not normally get 
if it wasn't for news media today, you know, the, the kind of news media we have, um, you know, when it when it comes to hurricanes and tornadoes and, you know, maybe uh, infections or, or, you know, any kind of disease or, you know, the weather or anything like that, travel, there's a, there's a lot of good things that the news media does, um, you know, to help us in our day-to-day lives and, and probably to help us move forward. I just don't think that those good things overshadow the bad things. The bad things are so great, you know what I mean? The bad things are so harsh and, and, and so impactful that they overshadow all the good things that the media does. But I, I know we're playing devil's advocate, so let me let me get back to the good things. But you know, I think without, without the news media today, um, for which it stands, we would definitely be in some trouble. That, that's that's kind of the reason why I'm not I'm not bashing to the point where I think they should go away. I would never say they should go away. I just think that they should take some. You know, I, I think maybe the heavy hitters should get together and say, you know, enough is enough. You know, let's report this news for what it is and stop dirtying it up the news just for ratings and, and cash flow. But, you know, hey, they do some great things out here, man, and, and I definitely appreciate the news media for what they do because if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be able to do this and, and you wouldn't be able to do this either. That's, you're absolutely correct on that, and that's why when this question itself, I have to look at it in an abstract mindset as well to say, okay, you know what, what is beneficial to me? When you ask that same question to an individual, they can look at it at two different levels, on a micro level as well as a macro level. But oftentimes, we need it results. Involved in politics, correct? Right. Okay. So let's say let's say the media says, you know what? Mitt Romney is the the best person for the job because of wherever President Barack Obama's downfalls were. All right. Then then they could switch it to say something totally differently. So when you look at this political stance, what are your thoughts on that, Pudgy? Um, if we if we if we're, we're talking about Mitt Romney, I'm, if we if we're talking about you know the. Are you asking how do I feel about the media reporting that, or how do I feel about Mitt Romney versus? Right. How do you feel um, about the media reports political news to help the audiences make a determination to make to become vote one way or the other? Do you feel like the reporting is accurate as it should be, or they? Hello. Lost you, brother. Lost you there for a second. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, sir. Okay, yeah, I I think that um, you know, I've always had a problem with that, but you know, we have the Foxes, the CNNs, the MSNBC. We have the news outlets for each particular party, unfortunately, and uh, you know, no one will really even even the people who say that, and I'm not gonna call the names. I don't know why I just did giving them free promo, but. <laughs> um, you know the people who even claim to be fair, and and the people that claim to be balanced, or or even a combination of both. Um, even those people don't report the news the way it should be reported. You know, even even listening to those, you can tell which way they're swaying, or you know how they believe in this, that, and the other. And, and even listening to KRP, I mean, you can hear me, man. You can hear Republican all in me most of the time, but. You know, and, and I'm a conservative independent, you know, unaffiliated. 
But um, that goes back to, speaking on myself, that goes back to what I know to be true history. Now, when it goes to the media outlets, I don't know what standpoint they're coming from. I, I don't know if it's kickback or, you know, maybe it's just traditional what they've been reporting and, and you know, who their alliance is with. You know, I don't, I don't know where they're coming with that, but I don't agree with it. But here's the thing. There, there are enough outlets out there for everybody to have their own. So if you're listening to a, a, a right-wing news station hoping to hear some left-wing politics, that's your fault. If you listen to a left-wing, <laughs> uh, you know, TV show hoping to get some news, some positive news about the right-wing politics, you messed up. You know what I mean? So uh, you need to do the research, get out there and get your own. Now, if you're listening and you can't tell the difference, you're probably in the right place. <laughs> that, that, that's very that's very well put, Pudgy. Um, before I let you go, my good man, I was just thinking to myself that oftentimes the responsibility falls on the shoulders of the audience members. With so many different avenues on which you can get information, it's who of us to ensure that we get the right information. I remember studying in school that I had to read several books just to get one question answered. And sadly say, you have to take all the particular content and then be able to formulate your own thoughts. Yeah. I think in some sense that individuals no longer are capable of formulating their own thought, and that's where I have to almost agree, not fully agree with that gentleman's statement of simpletons. I think some individuals are simple-minded, or they just don't know how to go find information the way that they should. Just, it's just, just an opinion. However, I still think it, the onus falls upon us, the audience members, to ensure that whatever it is that we need to make a decision on, whatever it is that we're allowing to our spirit, that we control that information that comes to us. We don't necessarily have to watch one channel or three channels anymore like we did historically growing up. We no longer have to listen to certain commercials on the radio if we choose not to. We no longer have we – we, we can filter out what we discern now. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Absolutely. So – to an extent that it's beneficial anymore, it, it, it is, but I think it just now gives us the power to tailor it to ourselves unless you decide to choose a radio, me, a radio station or <clears throat> a news station on television to look and listen to. So uh, that's just my thoughts. But, Pudgy, you know what, sir? I thank you very much. You know, big shout-out to you. Thank you very much for helping me with this technical situation. I know sometimes technology is great and other times, it could just be usually error, and I'm going to tell everyone out there listening, it was probably an L, L. Thomas issue. <laughs> but, <laughs> I, hey, I'm, I'm a highly accountable individual. Um, my integrity stands high. I stand behind that. And, hey, if I made a mistake, hey, Pudgy, my apologies to you and everyone out there who is a part of KRP Radio. just want to make sure that I do you justice and making sure that we increase and expand your thinking on certain issues, especially on this topic of, is the news media really beneficial anymore? Please give us a call, 619-638-8559. Get ready to go to commercial. Pudgy, you know what hey, to do. Give a shout-out to people. Hey, before you go to commercial real quick, I definitely got to give a shout-out to my man, Rashad Woods, Contessa Woods. Um, that's my partner with uh, the organization. And you guys who got Twitter, make sure you look it up, at symbol, uh, love being a black father. Look it up on the KLRP page. It's definitely a friend on there. Um, you know, this Friday in, in at Greensboro Bowling Alley in Greensboro, North Carolina, we're having our first uh, I Love Being a Black Father event. Uh, the first 
first one that we're going to have. We're going to try to keep these going on. I don't know if we're going to do it monthly or bi-monthly, but we're definitely having our first event. So I challenge uh, all the fathers out there to bring your children out, man. This is not a black-only event. Don't please don't get it twisted. Uh, we named we I named the company. I love being a black father. I'm sorry, the organization because I realized that there's a need in the black community to identify exactly what a positive black father is because the identity it seems to have been lost uh, throughout all communities. So you know, being a black father myself, that's how we started the organization, and this is what we're gonna do. So Friday, check us out, folks. We're at Greensboro Bowling Alley. Bring your kids out, man. We're going to bowl. we got two lanes. We're going to bowl for two hours, and we're going to have a speaker. So make sure you guys show up, and we'll see you then. LBIG, shout out to you and all the listeners out there, man. I appreciate you guys. We fell at $3.8 million this week, man. Those are huge numbers. We've grown since then. I just haven't checked it again. We'll check it on Wednesday. I'll let you guys know what the ratings are next week. Shout out to all the KLRP staff, Nicole, John, Nikki, uh, uh, everybody out there, sorry you guys, I got to keep it moving. Shout out to Kevin, Sonny, everybody, man. Shout out to C4GC and definitely a BIG shout out to you, Ella, man. You're doing great things and you sound good on this radio, boy. I appreciate you, Pudgy. Yo, yo, you stay positive, my good man. Looking forward to connect with you. Now, what's the price on that venue that's coming up? Uh, $10, $10, $10 a person. $10 a person. And if you're having any problem with paying, Please shout us out. Give us a holler. Send an email to uh, kirpradio at gmail.com. Hit me up on Facebook. Um, man, we are not hard to find. Send us a text on the I Love Being a Black Father page or, you know, whatever you need to do. You know, there's going to be a flyer posted, so look for a flyer on the KRP page. We're going to be blasting them out. Anybody want any more information, kirpradio at gmail.com or I love being a black father at gmail.com, and we'll definitely get back to you guys. But it's $10 a person, and if anybody is having, uh, you know, $10 an individual, that's the children included, which is a great price. That includes shoes, two lanes of bowling, uh, at least two games of bowling, and the bowling ball, you know, it includes it all. So, um, you know, make sure you guys come out. And if you're having any problem paying, get with us, and, and we got some things, you know, already set up for you. Fantastic. Pleasure. We appreciate you, everyone. Please take heed of what Pleasure Miller just said regarding the bowling event, and that's this Friday. What day is that, actually? That's uh, June 8th. This Friday, June 8th at Greensboro Bowling Alley in Greensboro, North Carolina. Hey, hey, one more thing, and, and I'll let you go, man. I'm sorry, but also transportation, folks. We got a couple vans. If you need transportation to and from, get with us early. We need to know two days in advance, though. We need to know two days in advance. Gas is not that cheap, so we have to plan routes out. So two days in advance, if you need transportation, we also have transportation for you. Big shot. Love you, everyone. Thank you very much for what you got going on. Have a good night, my good man. I'll be looking forward to talking to you soon, sir. Again, you listen to KRP Radio Show, 619-638-8559. Pudgy, you got one more thing to say before you leave, sir? I guess not. And here we go.
Welcome back, everyone. This is L. Thomas, Ellen L. Thomas, the KRP Radio Show. Getting back with you. Looking into the media situation that we're discussing, is the news media really beneficial anymore? As you heard me say, to an extent, and it's oftentimes based upon what the audience members are really wanting at this time. And as you know, we have a lot more channels from which we can choose when it comes to information. Now, there's a particular video that is out, and I don't necessarily know the name, 
I had a chance to glimpse at it quickly. <clears throat> There's an individual who was running drugs in a particular barbershop. The police were going to send the owner of the barbershop who had no idea of what was going on in the barbershop to jail. And interestingly enough, this caused a physical altercation between the individual who really was running drugs in the barbershop and the owner. And it was interesting. And I'm thinking to myself that is this what our young people are looking at when they're looking at the news? I mean, we cannot stop or filter what's going into our children's minds and their spirits when they're looking at particular television. But where are we in ensuring that they know the difference on how to handle themselves when they're out in the environment? You heard us talk about earlier that the individual, a young kid at 12 years old, committed suicide. It was a featured article. But you know what, too? Even though that the media thousand North Carolina families are affected by autism. One out of every 110 children born today will be diagnosed with autism. If you have any questions or need support, we can help. The Autism Society of North Carolina can be reached at 800-442-2762. Again, that's 800-442-2762. Remember, 60,000 North Carolina families are affected by autism and one out of every 110 children born will be diagnosed with autism as well. If you need to reach them by the web, the address is www.autismsociety-nc.org. You can also reach them on Facebook, Twitter, and you can reach them on YouTube. Love somebody today. Everyone, it looks like we're having a couple of technical difficulties going on right now. But as I was saying before, we have a guest by the name of Dwayne Deloach who will be coming on the phone real shortly to discuss what his views are on regarding the news media and is it really beneficial anymore. So, ladies and gentlemen, hold on for one moment as we go ahead and get ready to bring Dwayne Deloach from Various Solutions on.
Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. Again, thank you very much for your patience as we're moving through these technical difficulties. Um, essentially, what we're going to have here is an, a, one of our guests here by the name of Dwayne Deloach. If we could get him back, it looks like he's having a couple of challenges down in. However, we're going to go ahead and just keep it moving, keep it moving, keep it moving. One of the challenges that I have when it comes to the news media is that the the percentage of bias that's taking place, and individuals would like to know, in my opinion, how to determine if something is truly biased. What is bias? Well, the first thing you want to ask yourself is, who are the sources? Who is who are the sources from which the news is coming? Uh, one thing I've learned is, beware of political perspective are the sources used in a story. The media overlie on official government, corporate, and establishment think tank sources. For for instance, uh, there's a particular company called FAIR, which stands for Fairness and Accuracy in Reporting. Found that in 40 months of nightline programming, the most frequent guests were and you probably can look this up yourself, Henry Kissinger, Alexander Haig, Elliot Abrams, Jerry Falwell, progressive or public interest voices were grossly underrepresented. Now, I firmly believe that it's who of us to make sure that we create a voice for ourselves when it comes to news media. I remember being in Seattle, Washington, and an interviewer was interviewing me and said, why do you think that individuals, African-American individuals between the ages of 23 and 28 do not have the level of success that they should have. And I looked at this particular interviewer and said, where are you getting those numbers? Because every individual that I knew of at that particular time has reached what they felt like was their individual definition of what success was and is. So I asked deeper and said, so what do you define as success? This interviewer said, Essentially, a large percentage of African-American men especially do not reach a financial medium above $50,000 a year between the ages of 23 and 28. And I thought about it for a moment. So, well, if you think about it, as the medium of the United States between the age range is significantly less than 50000 So if the questions that are being asked to give answers that they can expand or expand on so they can interpret themselves. I don't know. I just know the fact that, unfortunately, we're sitting in a society that any word can be misinterpreted. Any word can become news, and then the audiences and listeners can determine whether it's true or false. I know so many individuals who have had to go to court because of libeling issues that journalists or interviewers failed to report the information as it was stated rather than leaving it open to, for interpretation. Now, in a, from a marketing standpoint, that could be considered clever, but from an individual standpoint and a personal standpoint, you know what, not so much. I just know that there are some individuals who are just like, you know what, report as I give the information to you. Now, how great the world would be if, in fact, that the interviewers or the news were covering stories and gaining information as it was without any changes to it and allow us to make a decision on what to do from there. But without further ado, I have Dwayne Deloach from Varian Solutions online with me. Dwayne, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Good day, sir. How are you doing today? Good. How about yourself? I'm doing well, my good man. Thank you very much for calling in. I know that we had a few technical difficulties earlier. Thank you very much for 
your tenacity, sir. Oh, my pleasure, my pleasure. We still on the topic as far as the media is concerned? We are. We are still on this, um, is the news media really beneficial anymore? And that's a question I posed to you. Before we get into that, though, Mr. DeVos, <clears throat> tell the listeners who you are, what your company is, and what is it that you do? Um, my company is Varying Solutions. Uh, what I do is I try to help entrepreneurs as far as the coaching and consulting realm, and that's really about counseling, connections, and strategy. Um, those are the areas that I specialize in, and my objective really is just to connect with business owners and help them get to the goals that they've already got planned in their mind, but they may have trouble getting to for whatever the reason may be. That's outstanding. So essentially, a lot of your information that you get, you have to make sure it's concise. Would you agree? Yeah, I do, and I also have to check the source on it. I mean, I think when it comes to media or any type of any form of media, whether it be social or otherwise, you really have to sit down and think about who's speaking to you and what audience they're trying to attract. Um, a lot of times in media, I always tell people that media is just a tool, and depending on what your mind is prepared to see and understand depends on how beneficial and what that tool is for you. A lot of people are already focused and looking at things negatively, so they feed into whatever media their mind is prepared to see, and that's negative information. I personally haven't watched the news, per se, since September 11th, um, just because there was a lot going on, but nobody quite understood what was happening. We were hearing about colors and danger levels, but nobody could explain it. And at that point, I just got frustrated. So for me, the tools I use are totally different. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm I'm sure, I'm pretty sure they're more more reliable too, right? (laughs) Uh, Definitely. (laughs) Well, one thing I was looking at, um, Dwayne, is that a lot of people don't have the like, don't understand what the purpose of media actually is. Uh, what you, when you think about media, what is the purpose of me, of news media? I would say, in, in its purest sense, media is just information. It was designed originally, I believe, just to be non-biased information, just stating the temperature is ninety degrees, not it may be too hot for you. Um, I think. The intent now is to formulate or give you a biased opinion to help sway you to one position or another instead of it just being arbitrary information. Now you use your own thought press to decide how that applies to your life. So, do you? So obviously, you're a voter, correct? Yes. Okay. In your, in, even when it comes to voting, how do you determine what information to go with to make a sound decision and on whom to vote? Um, now, i got to tell you, my methods are a little bit unorthodox. I don't use the media to decide who I vote for. I try to see whoever that person is in a, in a media format, and I judge their character. Because for me, any politician is pretty much just marketing and advertising. He's going to say whatever he or she needs to say to get in public office. So I never really go on what promises or campaign promises you're making me, because I know that ultimately that may change whether you want it to or not. I try to look at the character of the person and say, is this a person that I want representing me in whatever capacity it is? So when I look at you, I'm looking at how you interact with people, uh, your demeanor when you respond to certain questions, how direct you are, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm sizing up the person, not necessarily the issue, because that's like all of them lied to me anyway, but that's just my personal opinion. Well, you are definitely entitled to your personal opinion, but th- I mean, unless you personally know a person or a candidate, because we're talking about political news right now, how would you judge this individual's character if it wasn't for the news giving you that information? I know you say you have a different approach to how would you select a candidate, but how would you be able to truly judge a character unless there's other information out there on them that therefore reported by the news? 
Well, um, like, for instance, I would watch a debate, and I know when Newt Gingrich, and I'll just use that example, not personally trying to pick him out, but a lot of times when he he was debating, he had a very arrogant. Mr. George, you still there? Well, everybody, looks like Mr. DeLoach actually was dropped off. Let's see what our other caller has to say. Caller, you're on the line, inning 7806. Hello? Hello? Yes, you're on KRP Radio Show. How are you doing, sir? How you doing? Um, yeah, my name is Rashad Woods. Actually, I uh, I didn't even know if I, <laughs> I had logged in to, to be able to speak, but... Um, and I didn't actually catch um, what you were actually um, speaking of last, so could you kind of um, give me a preview of what, what you were actually discussing with the last gentleman? Yes, yes, sir. What we were discussing was, is the news media really beneficial anymore? And what Dwayne Deloach was talking about is that we gave an example of political news. Um, if How would we determine which candidate to vote for Based upon the news information, his methods, he said he he judges on the character of the individual. And I asked, so how would you know an individual's character if it wasn't report if his information on him was reported by the news? So essentially, in that particular format, we were disconnected, unfortunately. Well, um, well, as I did hear what he said last, well, pretty much the media is going to portray those candidates pretty much how they want them to be seen to the public. Um, uh-huh. And as, you know, with this time where we're actually um, deciding who we're going to vote for as far as candidates, you're going to have good ads on particular candidates. You're going to have, uh, you know, the ads going against them. So as the people, we're going to have to do have to make a sound uh, judgment on who's who we're going to vote for, and we're going to have to go in depth as far as, you know, what, which candidate we're going to choose because, like I said, portrayed from the media is that, you know, they can be one, they're both good, they're good from their perspective, but they're bad from the uh, the person that's going against them. So, you know, you're going to, ha- you're going to get both sides of the coin on, on either candidate. So it's just up to us to decide whether we're going to choose that candidate based off what we see on television or if we're going to go more in depth as far as uh, finding out ourselves what's going on with that candidate. Hmm. And you say your name was Mr. Rashad Wood? Rashad Woods, yes. Yeah, absolutely, Rashad. We actually have Dwayne Deloach back online. Dwayne, you're with us? Yeah, I'm here. Sorry about that. Uh, no problem. You hear what Mr. Rashad said based upon um, certain ads and features that are given to us. Um, Mr. Mr. Woods, if you will, elaborate on what you just I was just saying that, you know, through the news media, you know, you can't go by everything that you're going to see on TV. So, you're going to see the good from one candidate. You're going to see the bad um, from that candidate as well. So you're going to have to make that judgment as far as, you know, which candidate you're going to choose, and you're going to have to do more research on a candidate, and you can't take what's being shown to you or what's being told to you from the news media because certain – and whether people know it or not, certain news um, – certain media, they're going to portray one candidate better or, you know, to their liking. So one – the underline is that they're going to have candidates that's going to be supported by maybe a, a Fox 8 or a News 12 
and these candidates are supporting, and they have their hands on, you know, what determines how they're portrayed to the people. So at the end of the day, the people are going to have So. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Mr. Delos. Um, and, and I believe, you know, just to kind of piggyback on what he was saying, I believe that's accurate, and that's why I say I really don't go based on the media per se. I go by the character, and to kind of give you an example, I was a big Ron Paul fan mainly because of his approach of the way he handled debates and topics. He was very straightforward, and he actually, if you asked him a question, took the time to think about it before responding. Not every candidate portrays that, and so what I see is you're not very open-minded, so that could be a situation where you have to think differently that you're not capable of doing. So those are the things that I look for. Well, uh, you generally make a, a valid point, but my, this, is, this, is, this, is a, this raises a question for me then. If, in fact, that... A character you choose a candidate based upon the character. Where is that source of information coming from? Uh, Mr. Woods um, said you have to do research deeper, but essentially, is that research given by the news in one shape or form? Um, it depends on the source. Um, there are some documents that are just straightforward documents. For instance, if you want to find out how a particular person has voted in the past, there's a document that just says they voted for this, they voted against that. So there are documents out there that you can look at, and depending on what you believe and what you support, you can look and say, this person doesn't believe what I believe or support my ideals, and you can choose to vote otherwise. So there are documents out there. The average person just won't take the time to try to find those documents. The average person wants you to spoon feed them and make a judgment out of five or ten minutes' worth of information. And so that's the danger in that. I think people just in general have gotten away from trying to find out information on their own, and they'll trust whatever source it may be because it is on the news. It's just like, from a business standpoint, what makes a product a brand name is your familiarity with it. It doesn't make any other product better or worse. It's just what you understand, and the media plays a big part in that. So there could be a comparable product that's just as good, but if you haven't seen the commercial for it, you don't trust it. So the media plays its role in that. It's, it's, It's good for branding, if that's what you want to call it, but that doesn't mean that it is actually worth anything. It just means that you're familiar with it now. And as, and I like to also piggyback on that as what he said, because nowadays uh, people are people don't take, and I don't know if it's the generation, but people don't take that time to to research these candidates or research anything as far as what's going on. If they see it on TV a couple times, it's pretty much set in stone as far as you know what's being said. So. You have the younger generation who see things on TV, and if they see it um, too many times, is is what they see. So if a, they see a commercial flash upon the screen regarding a personal candidate or whatever it may may be, then that person is they're going to say, well, this person is doing that. They're not going to, you know, researching isn't done by you know. I just think uh, the younger generation, and we have to promote that in order to have people to know who they're voting for and know why they're voting for these people but like i said nowadays the generation i think is a flash mob a flash flash type of um, generation where they see something on tv and that's what it is so those commercials and you notice they're being more appealing and they're appealing to the younger generation so that they can relate to what they see on tv so if, if it relates anything to that candidate or to something that they like then you know they're going to follow or decide they're going to try and follow well, um, obviously, great comments from two powerful individuals. One thing I was reading, gentlemen, was an article, and it was talking about how the armed forces is now 
changing the way that they recruit individuals, and I thought it was pretty powerful. We're, you're talking about this flash age, uh, Mr. Woods, that you're talking about. Essentially, what's, what's that video game that's really popular? You know, all those war, Call of War, Call of Duty, all those particular video games are very much to young people's liking, and I realized that they're formatting how the recruitment is and tailoring it around that. What are your thoughts about how the media is positioning that type of format to the young viewers? You want me to chime in or uh Yeah, yeah go ahead. Um you know, I kind of I look at it like anything else. I mean, as far as if you understand your customer, of course you're gonna try to appeal to whatever it is they're looking for. With that being said, I believe there are a lot of people who get in military forces for the wrong reason and for the wrong purpose. I know when I was coming out of high school, a lot of people going to military because, you know, we weren't at war at times, but they thought it was four years, somebody's gonna pay for my education and, you know, I'll get a good salary, you know what I mean? And there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. But if you understand what the freedoms that are being fought for, you may take it a little bit more seriously. So I don't knock them for it. But, again, I think that whoever the individual is has to understand what it is they're actually entering. And I think that's where the pitfall falls. But that's an individual's um, responsibility. Not necessarily take what is being presented to you as the actual truth. Because I, I am a former Marine myself. The way that I was recruited was the old fashioned way. Look, um, this is the opportunity here. Now, don't get me wrong, if I see my recruiter, we still have some misunderstanding, just to let you know that. We, we still are, because he wasn't honest with me. <laughs> I'm one of those individuals where I like straight up information. And unfortunately, in my immaturity, in my mentality, I didn't get a chance to really resource where I was going to get myself in. Because I'm going to tell you, Mr. Woods and Mr. Deloach, my purpose for getting in was specifically to get custody of my baby brother. And we're going to war, guess what? It wasn't because of the news propaganda of um, Iraq or Saudi Arabia, and forgive me for saying this, it was for my baby brother. And as you said, a lot of people get into the military for their own reasons and then come to find out it's not what they thought it was, and now they're a little sour-spirited about their their choice. Um, Mr. Delose, so when it comes to the positioning of news and even recruitment, as for example, what are your thoughts on whether that still should be some way or shape or form that media should do, or should you get rid of that type of ploy? Uh, you know, again, I kind of – I think – that is an individual choice. Like, I really don't have an opinion on that just for the simple fact that at the end of the day, every person has to make a choice for themselves. And anybody, you know, people advertise cars all the time, but me personally, I don't go out and buy every car. I take the time to find out, like, what are the benefits with buying this particular car. So at the end of the day, as long as they're not, I guess, saying putting out false information, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, if it's if it's guided towards I want to appeal to what you may relate to, I'm okay with that, but as long as it's not false information, that's when I have a problem with it. Now, what is determined by false? That's, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I'm looking at, uh, I look, I researched a particular article about the news media and being biased. What is considered false? Because news is really good at leaving it open for interpretation. So how would you consider it false information? I would consider false information Anything that, if you were to find out the facts and the truth about it, would be completely mis misguided. I consider that uh -huh. false. Um, and let me give you an example, just from a statement of something real general. Let's say if I'm looking at buying some sneakers, 
and you advertise it as a certain weight or it'll, you know what I mean, you won't feel it on your feet, you know what I mean, again, that's misguided. Of course you're going to feel it on your feet. It's just a matter of when I grab it, does it match up to what you're advertising? I think that's where the difference is. I mean, if you advertise the military, don't advertise it as, you know, if you advertise it as, no, you won't be going to war, no, you won't be in any danger, or, you know what I mean, no, if you don't like it, you can get out whenever you want. I mean, that to me is false information. If you're going to advertise it, you know what I mean, just to say, hey, this is a great opportunity, that's fine. But on the back end, don't claim for it to be something that it's not. Hmm. Hmm. What about you, Mr. Wood? Well, um, yeah, when he said, when you said the false uh, information, now today it's just hard to figure out. Um, like I said, if you don't know or don't decide to research anything, then you know anything pretty much can be false information to the individual. But you know now it's easier for these kind of uh, for any anyone and everybody to put out information because you know whether it's on the internet or the media or whatever it may have you, that you can put out information not true and who's really going to take the time to research unless that person is really interested in what wanting to know what it is, you know, you're speaking about. And if you put it out there and it's just for that certain amount of time, you know, it's going to take time for people to come back and say, well, that's not true. So, you know, mm-hmm. false information is um, basically you, those who are knowledgeable of what's going on and what's, being presented to you can really they're able to see what's going on and they're able to see that that was false information but you know none of us are you know scholars on everything so there are scholars or people that follow the media follow uh, certain things that can say well that's false but the average person is not going to be able to point it out so nowadays like I said you, you can't believe everything you see on TV you can't believe everything you hear on the radio you can't believe everything you read on the internet because Nowadays is you know you have to do the research for yourself to find out as if that is true or not. So false information is given a lot, and I and I I am uh, I do feel that that it happens all the time. Well, as you gentlemen, <clears throat> thank you very much for your comments. I wanted this because we're so inundated with things we have to do, our work, our families. How many individuals are really going to take the time to research information? It has to be tailored, or should I say, it has to be meaningful to us in order for us to actually be able to research it. Is that the same way y'all feel? That's not really much anything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it really depends on the individual and the value they place on it. I mean, for me, politics is not a big deal because I know politics revolves around money. If you have enough money, you have influence, and therefore you have politics on your side. So Mm -hmm. if you ask me, am I following a particular person in politics, I'm saying, no, I'm following the money. You tell me where the money goes, I'll tell you where the politicians (laughs) are. (laughs) So it really depends on the value that you place on something. So, for instance, if healthcare is something that's really valuable to you, then I think that that's something that you need to sit down and get as much information as you can on it and not depend on what you're necessarily hearing and seeing portrayed by mass media. Um, You know, as a businessman, one of my coaches always told me, see the masses and do the opposite, and you'll probably know where you need to be. Um, and that's just kind of true. Most people don't pay enough attention to find out what's going. If if everybody started to start running, people will naturally start running. That's just the nature of people. So you have to be able to find the value in what you're looking for and then take the time to research it. That may not be everything. Mm-hmm. Some things you may just roll the dice on, but for the things you value, yeah, you need to sit down and take the time to do that. Mm-hmm. What about you, Mr. Wood? I totally agree. 
you have to if if it's something that you believe in and it's something that you value, you have to do the research. And um, like you said, no matter what it is, you're gonna have to do the research. And, and like I said, if it's something I do value, something I believe in, and I've already studied, as I said earlier, I can see things that are that have been presented to me and it's clear to me, and I can recognize whether it's truth or false. So you know, people have to do that. And you know, and it is it's it's minor things that people believe in or or uh, value. Um, and they can see that. You know, you can take a young child and they're keen on a game or whatever it may, whatever have you, and something they do on the regular, but and you tell them different from what they're used to, and they able to say, well, that's not true. So that's with anything. So people can tell you what they, they can talk about what they believe in and what they value versus, you know, something they have no clue about or something they're um, not, as, uh, not as knowledgeable on. So I definitely believe I, that. I remember growing up, my parents would esteem the news as the all to end all. And as society had become more sophisticated, and I use that word loosely when it comes to dealing with the news media, that a lot of individuals now to this day has decided that they distrust the media and it's obviously a perceived bias. There's something called the the Gallup Report. Are you gentlemen familiar with the Gallup Report? I'm not. I'm not. Okay, essentially, <laughs> essentially, it's a reporting entity that says, okay, over a certain amount of time, where do people's values lie in when it comes to the news media? And it's interesting to see that 55% or more still have no trust in when it comes to the news media. So what does that say? We went from like high 80s to 90s back when I was coming up because that was the true source of information, true resource of information coming up. Now we've got to the point, well, you know what? Either A, the news media owners decided that, you know what, we need to become profitable and not necessarily informative. Let's get let's gather information and let the people determine what is beneficial to them or not. And in my opinion, I'm feeling a little disturbed as an audience member of an individual who depends on news a lot. So do you guys still have a strong distrust for the media? Are you in that 55% or do you feel that media is not biased and it's just, it is what it is? Well, I certainly believe that the media is biased. And um, you, like I said, I have to be cautious of everything that I see on TV because there's always a flip side. And I, I, I always believe when I see something on TV, there's always another side. You know, um, I don't... With anything, with the news, they they're always reporting. If I mean, it's just the way it is. They're going to report the bad the bad things that are going on. They're they're going to be good things. They do report, but what's going to keep the people watching and want to be interested are the bad things. So I need when I hear something from the news that's you know pertaining to something going on that's bad, I automatically my brain I'm already looking to find okay. So what about what else happened? Because I know and I feel that the media is going to give me what they want me to know. They're not going to tell. They're not going to tell me, or not going to say, "Well, this may be the case as well." But this is what's going on. So you have to go into, you have to be in that mode. And I think everybody should be that way. You know, with the media nowadays, you have to go. You have to have, you have to go in looking at both sides. You can't take what the media gives you and say, "Well, okay, that's what it is. This is what." Uh, 
News 8 or Fox 8 says, or this is what um, News 12 or whatever uh, news anchor or whoever says this, this is what it is. You have to go in and you have to receive that and have a different um, attitude about it and look to see if there's anything um, on the flip side of that, what they're speaking of. Mm. And it's just we've you know, been trained that way. I think um, I've been trained that way because, you know, you, it, you're always going to hear that. And then when it does come out that it's something different, you were like, well, this is what they said in the beginning. Uh, a lot of cases, even when we can say, well, prime example, and I don't want to, I hate to have to use this example, but the Trayvon Martin situation. We never knew, you know, we found out that this happened to the guy, but, you know, um, they're going to report, man, um, follow the kid home, and we didn't know where he had a hoodie on, and it was just this. Okay, he had a hoodie on, the guy followed him home or followed him, and he ended up shooting the guy. And, you know, had, coming from them, it could have been either way, well, it was just a black thug type guy, whatever whatever have you, but, you know, it turned out he had to be a young guy, and until every all the details were found out, that's what they portrayed to us and to most people. So, you know, just that prime that small example is a large example as far as how the case is going right now, but that's just an example of, you know, things how things can go within receiving it from the media. Mhm. It's almost as if you have to be postulated as a CSI mentality when you're dealing with the news media. It feels like because the first what Pudgy Miller said earlier is that we are emotional creatures. So let something adversely come on television or on the radio or through a news media, a different other medium, and it will shock us initially, and therefore we will make a spontaneous action based upon what we heard or saw at that moment. Taking your taking your example of Trayvon Martin, how many individuals went in an uproar at the initial report of what took place? Mm-hmm. And, but there was not necessarily any eyewitnesses there. You know what I mean? So now exactly. we have to conjure the story to paint the picture of what is either right or what is actually wrong. And it actually bothered me to this day. Now, jumping forward, there is an article, and I wish I could find it, that Caucasian men and women looking to be able to parade and uplift their heritage and their culture, and there's this little debate about that in the news. And I'm thinking to myself, like, wow, have we come to this? Is it to the point where the individuals, and for what reason, are not allowed to parade and uplift their 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 race? What are your gentlemen's ideas about that? Because I think that is something that you have. You have um, individuals who are homosexuals or gay or lesbian have a parade. You know, we have the African-American community who um, will create this, you know, allegiance for African-American heritage, et cetera, et cetera. And the Caucasians now are feeling like they have to walk a fine line to uplift themselves. How, what is your view? Um, you know, me personally, and, and again, uh, I'll always preface this, that I, I see things a little bit differently. But I think people are more focused on the differences on the, on instead of how much they are alike. And that's just a society problem. I mean, the more you start focusing on how you're separate from someone, the more you start looking at someone as if you have a disdain for them almost because you're starting to focus on your differences. I would like to see a parade for the human race, and let's focus on that. Because at the end of the day, what makes us different more than anything is more preferences than anything. I mean, our skin color and all that type of stuff, 
really is a, is a minute thing. I mean, most people, and I'm saying it generally, have two eyes, two ears, you know, I mean, a mouth, legs, et cetera, et cetera. But what we focus on are the little things like, well, your skin is darker than mine, or, you know what I mean, you came from here and I came from there. All of that really is the way to separate people. And until people start figuring out, you know what, we need to come together because, you know what, you love your kid the same way I love my kid. You want the best for your family the same way I want the best for my family. We have more in common than we have differences, but we have been so programmed to look at our differences that we forget that we're separating ourselves and actually every relationship needs to be interdependent, which means we're building upon each other, but people don't really focus on that. So for me, I have no problem with you saying I'm proud of where I come from or what I believe, but at some point it has to be, but it does not devalue anybody else. And I think that's the touchy point or that's the balancing act is your pride now affecting you to look at other people as less than. And that's what has happened in society. We look at homosexuals as less than for whatever reason just because they have a different sexual preference. They're still people. They still believe. They still love. They still do everything that you do. They just prefer something different in the bedroom. So I think as a society, we've just got to realize that there's a difference between uplifting who I am and putting down who somebody else is. Wow. What about you, Mr. Wood? Well, I feel that at the end, at the end of the day, we are all God's children. But mm-hmm. you know, as God's children, and as a parent, uh, I can't say I. Well, as God's children, we are, you know, that as as a people. But at the end of the day, there is a difference, and you know, in things that are going on. I mean, and I don't, I wouldn't want to say well, they're wrong. Um, the Caucasians are white people are wrong for marching or, you know, standing up for who they are. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, there are these differences within America that makes us, there are things that go on within America that makes us different. And not as far as uh, the people, but the treatment of the people. So that's what really it boils down to, the treatment of the people. So that's why we can't seem to be looked at as uh, all uh equal because we're not treated that way. And if everybody was treated that way, then there wouldn't be any problems in the, in the beginning. So, But at the end of the day, and in God's eyes, we are all the same. But, you know, no one chooses to look at it from that standpoint because if so, then there wouldn't be any differences in how anyone else would be treated in the beginning. I so. find it really strange, going back to the news medium, is that, of course, ratings is what make money, whether it's a television show or it's news, uh, whatever is going to be the most watched. And I realize controversy. Controversy equals sense and money. 
I mean, with no controversy, no dollars in the news media's eyes, in my opinion. Um, I say that because if you look at all the feature stories, so much shape or form, it has something about death, something about someone being attacked, something that's going to be, it's going to cause an, an initial emotional reaction within an individual who's watching it or listening to it. And I was thinking to myself, wow, how crazy is that? So you, if you think about For all your trucking needs, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC. That's Allen's Trucking LLC, owner Brian Allen and BA Welding Incorporated. For all your trucking or your welding needs or transportation needs across the country, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC out of Winston. Hey, um. Sorry about that. Sorry about that, everybody. I don't know what's going on with the system. I really, I really don't. It must be close to that time of <laughs> shutting down the show, obviously. But um, what I was saying is that I think it would not even be a, a, an issue if it just had taken place instead of the news having to present it to the people to allow it to cause a situation to arise. You know what I mean? Well, you know what? I think that's a choice, man. I mean, honestly, here's what you got to realize. That's why I say I always follow the money. If positive soul, they would sell positive. We uh-huh. as a people, and I say that in a general sense, have chosen to pay attention to the negative things. I mean, there are shows on that promote positive images, but they won't make it through a season. But you can throw the real housewives of wherever they live on, and they'll cuss, spit, fight, and that'll stay on for five or six seasons. I mean, we can blame as much as we want on the media, but I just look at them as, for all intents and purposes, they understand their customer, and they're just saying, this is what you want. This is, you know, i got to put food on my table too, so... I'm going to feed you what you are ready to eat. And until, as a society, we start looking for the more positive thing in life, and, again, I don't watch the news, so that's my preference. But when I tell people that, they look at me as if I'm crazy, like, how can you survive without the news? And I basically say, if I want to hear anything negative, I just got to walk around long enough, and somebody will tell me the bad things that I have. I've never been spent, major or small, because people around me will say, oh, have you heard of X, Y, Z? So I think just as a society – we bought into hearing about stuff, and so therefore we keep getting fed what we keep asking for. Hmm. What's your feelings about that, Mr. Wood? Richard? Mr. Dillon, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, Santa, it looks like our good man actually um, has left or had to go do something, but however, you know what, I definitely, definitely appreciate you calling in, Dwayne. Um, my apologies for the technical difficulties. We'll make sure that this gets taken care of ASAP because one thing I do not like is breaking communication, whether that is personal, on the radio, or on the phone, and there's some things you just can't do anything about. However, if I can prevent it, I'm doing what I can to prevent it. Does that make sense? Yeah, understandable, man. <laughs> so tell us, Mr. Deloach, um, your expertise lies in, you know what, helping companies and entrepreneurs become successful. I'm looking forward to having a news report on you and making sure that it's done accurately 
And I'm sure that's going to be something that's going to be listening to, correct? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, if, if all, um, I'll try to take the LeBron James approach and I'll be my own media and put out what I want people to know. But, um, yeah, I look forward to having much success and helping other people have success. That's the kind of the key in anything is how people can you help reach their goals. So, um, and same with you. I mean, I look forward to seeing much more success from you and, and seeing you grow and become the businessman to the world that I already know you to be. Uh, I appreciate that. As you know, that um, moving forward, Clayton is doing pretty well, and essentially it's helping individuals who, like, the suicide of the young person is, baffles me to this point, and I, there's so much hurt in the world that I'm glad I, have, I wrote a book that speaks to the, of how to get people back to living a life after dealing with loss of a, a loved one or dealing with loss of financial resources, dealing with the loss of um, physical wellness. I mean, it's just crazy to me that there's so many individuals who are hurting, and sometimes, you know, the news media doesn't help that cause of trying to get people to feel better about themselves. Sometimes just watching the news will make you want to take yourself out if you're not careful. Most definitely. I mean, I think it's all about eventually figuring out yourself and what it is that you want out of life, and then you'll cater your life to that. I mean, the media, like anything, it's a tool, and it can be used for positive, great things, and it can be used for negative things. I mean, as a society or as an individual more, you just kind of got to decide what you want it to be for you. Um, I think a lot of times people don't sit and think about what they're taking in. It's just kind of the routine is is what they've been trained to do, is what they're expected to do. And, you know, again, it comes back to the individual. And I think uh, along with your book, I think that's the great thing about um, your book is that it comes back to the individual. It lets the person get in touch with who they are, and then they can start forming the proper opinions, um, not based on anything else but the individual they want to be and the life they want to lead. You know, it's interesting, since we're talking about the news, uh, there's been um, an individual who wanted to do a report on me who asked me, what does the hurt specialist really mean? And I, I had to pose the question to them. What do you mean what it means? It means exactly that. I myself don't consider, didn't call myself the hurt specialist. People have been calling me that because of what the book speaks to. I'm just realizing that there's people right now suffering spiritually, mentally, physically, and financially, and oftentimes they don't know how to rebuild or restore their lives after experience something so devastating. And every time I look at the news, I'm looking at, is there anything, anything that's going to help my spirit become better? Is there anything that's going to say, you know what, there's hope. There's so much destruction that's being reported. I understand why you don't watch the news, Dwayne. To be honest with you, I understand why. Every now and then I feel like maybe I'm going to catch a glimpse of something that's like impact, positively impacting to me and I'm let down every time. I guess I need to not impose high expectations on the news media to ensure that I'm going to be spiritually or mentally fulfilled. <laughs> and, and I can agree with that. And and I think the key is to finding people or things that you want to model your life after. And, you know, one thing that I applaud Oprah for is that she started, I don't, I don't know the exact name, but uh, life sessions or life coaching sessions, and she invites people that, you know, of prominence or success to come in and speak. Um, about their experience, et cetera. And I think that's a beautiful thing. There are things out there like that, but they don't get mass promotion. What gets mass promoted is, you know, uh, you know, come watch American Idol and watch these people fail and laugh at them or, you know, all the things that 
are negative to some degree, that's what gets most of the attention. But there are a lot of positive things out there. There's a lot of positive music. There are a lot of great positive books to read, but you just don't hear about them, mainly because most people don't, don't want to hear about them. Most people want to relate to where they are, not to where they're going. And I think that, you know, once you figure out, again, who you are and where you want to be, you'll start searching these things out. And a lot of people are just kind of, um, I believe it was a book or an artist that said, living quiet lives of desperation. And so they're clinging to what's familiar rather than what can change and improve their life. And so, you know, we can we can talk about the media as a whole, but at the end of the day, I still believe it comes down to who you are as a person and what it is that you're going after. And I think that, and even in American society, we've lost an understanding of what America was built on. I mean, there we're now fighting immigration, but as far as I know, everybody's immigrants except for Native Americans. Um, so I just people are lost and they're looking for something and they're just clinging to what's familiar rather than what will enable them to change. You're absolutely right on that. Mr. Dwayne Deloach, it's a pleasure. Uh, I am expecting lots and lots of success um, from you and your company and what you're doing in the community. I think there's going to be a multitude of millionaire entrepreneurs are going to take place because of your training and your coaching. I thank you very much for joining the program. Again, I look forward to talking to you soon. Uh, is there anyone you want to say thank you to before we get out of here or anyone you want to give a shout-out to as Pudgy Miller would normally do on KRP Radio? Um, well, you know, first, I, I mean, this may sound coin, but I always like to thank God for all the blessings in my life. Anything that you see is positive is him, and anything negative, blame that to me. Um, and I just like to thank all the family and friends that support me and my business um, and anything that I do. I mean, I think it's great when you have people that know who you are and love you despite all your flaws and still encourage you and care for you. I want to thank all those people. They know who they are. Um, and, you know, I'm going to do a shameless promotion here. Please get in contact with me my website, www.deloachinc.com. I've got a contact form on my page. Please reach out to me. Uh, if it's just to have a conversation, I believe in connecting people whenever I can. And, and Ella, thank you again for having me on your show. I know you're doing a great job, bro, and I'm looking forward to just continuing to hear from you and hearing your, your message touch people. Fantastic, Dwayne. Thank you again, everyone. That was www.delogeinc.com. Is that correct? That's correct. Fantastic. You guys deal with them. If you're an entrepreneur looking to get some better business insight and you're looking to become that next um, thousandaire or millionaire, Please definitely get a hold of Mr. Dwayne Deloach. Again, um, www.deloachinc.com. Dwayne, looking forward to talking to you soon, sir. Pledge Miller, if you're listening, we've got none but love for you, sir. Um, sorry about the technical difficulties, but yet, small things to a giant. Everybody who listens to krpradioshow.com, looking forward to hearing your comments and also looking forward to talking to you guys next week. God bless you. Take care. Bye now. <laughs>